goes to show that everything you want in life, you get. And you can't work for it. It just comes to you. All right. Welcome to, Welcome to the show. After another brief hiatus. By brief, I mean lengthy. Uh, we are back for the uh, 2020 Christmas episode. Um, I mean, why don't you kick things off with a quick opening remark? Not too long. Keep it to like four to five words. You want me to open it with a quick remark? Just, just yeah, but like four to five, like four to five words. It's good to be back. I mean, Merry Merry Christmas. Too many, too many words. Too many words. All right, um, I'm gonna get into my first. Uh, I, it's more of an anecdote. Anecdote. Than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Given we, right. given we are in the Christmas season, um, there's other holidays going on um, that I've heard about. I've heard tell about. So I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day, right? Your enemy. Yeah, he's in the, by law, he's my brother. Mm. wasn't wasn't by choice or any other. This birth. is this is man, mandated by the legal system. Yeah, judicial executive order. He's my brother. <laughs> that yeah. Uh, any any guesses as to what his name is? Um, Franklin. No. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, his name is Ari hyphen Jacob. Uh, I don't know that I love the sound of that, but well So what about what about this character? So anyway, this my brother in law is married to my real brother. Oh boy. Yeah. I was They're, hoping maybe they're yeah, homosexual. We'll go on. I didn't get it. He's a, he's a homosexual brother-in-law, and sure. he is also in <laughs> homosexual brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in rabbinical school. Okay, obvious. Which 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 could have been you could have uh, ascertained. Ascertained. Yeah. Yeah. From from his name, so he's in rabbinical school and he's going through the test. Uh huh. The there's there's big tests to get through it sure and so he called me and he was all distraught about like uh about his test and he was like listen colin like you know i thought i did really good on the first part which i guess is like the first part is where they have to like raise someone up on a chair a bunch of times and hoist them up on the chair naturally yeah, which is a big part of the of Judaism. Even though even even the layman is familiar with that aspect. Yeah, of it. yeah. I mean, that's a big part. You know, obviously, like you have to have a. It's it's like when you see a job description where it's like, must be able to lift forty pounds, mm-hmm. like that. It's the same kind of deal for rabbis. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that was the first part. They knocked that one out first. Passed that one. Flying colors. Good uh, for him. The second one was he was working on the uh the some kind of prayer song or something. You know, I think Sombre, he put a funny Sombre. That's yeah, that b- b- uh, blah 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 and 
and then he's reading right to left, the whole the whole thing. Yeah. And then he's like, no, but he's like, I aced the first two parts, Colin, but like, you know, the uh, the problem was with the third part. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't I didn't do well on the third part. The final, the final. I didn't do well on the final. I was like, Oof. what happened? I was like, what happened? What do you think happened in the third part? Uh, in the in the Paramount third part? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you. He was like, dude, I, to- I totally screwed it up. Like, I made a total gaffe. And I was like, what happened? He was just like, I chopped this baby's dick off. Oh! <laughs> Clean off. Oh, man. Stem? He, was, he stemmed yeah. up? <laughs> he was doing a brisk. He was doing yeah. a brisk. He, I apparently got a little bit too brisk with the brisk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a transgender baby. Oh, no. Un- unbeknownst to the baby. He did that yeah. Yeah, in today's day and age. He might have done that baby a favor. Yeah, he's, he's a super lib, so I think he did it on purpose. It sounds to me like he did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I'll tell you what. That baby's... That baby's got a great college essay now hell yeah that baby's welcome, going to college welcome, welcome, to, Bra- welcome to brown university <laughs> they should call <laughs> brown university failed brisk university <laughs> they've thought about the name change um so uh I was I, I pressed him on it too. I pressed him on it. Yeah. Because I was like, "Did you do this on purpose? Mm. Because of the news, right? You know, about you, Juno? Mean, not enough. Not I, an unfair question. Because did you hear? You heard about Juno, right? Juno chopped her cock off, which was brave. That was brave. What's the? It's no longer Ellen Page. I think it's um. Elliot. Uh, oh, I thought <laughs> I thought it was Ernest. I thought it was Ernie. Ernie Page. <laughs> I think it is Elliot though. Well that was brave of her. Him. Yeah, sorry, she, him. Yeah, they. I think it's they. The they two of them. them. No no the two of them did it. They. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, oh I I yeah. see. Yeah, the two the plural, the two of them, they. They both, they, they both like, did it. What happened was, you know, what happened was, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know how like at weddings where they both hold the knife to, to, to cut the cake? Yeah. It was like that, but with Juno's cock. Oh. So the two of them, her and her alter ego, they chopped her own cock. Oh, it's like yeah. umbilical cord style. You yeah. know, they got the whole family involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, courageous um, is what some, some people are saying. Others are saying the opposite. Mm, so, I'm on the, we're naturally guys like us. We're progressive. We're in the courageous camp. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've came within inches of chopping my cock off. Mm. You've considered this now, have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was, 
I it was a situation with a butcher knife and uh, my cock and a butcher mm. and a and a butcher and a and a and a, another butcher because you gotta have two people do it because it's the whole they they thing. You know, you can't have one person do it. It's right. Frankly, it's frankly bigoted. You know exactly, exactly. So yeah, but um, this is I just wanted to. Uh, this is the Christmas episode, obviously. Right. Um, so I wanted to get some other cultures involved. So I figured I'd tell a fun anecdote. Right. Well, maybe we should call it the ho- the holiday episode. I-, I figured I'd tell a fun an- anecdote about you know Judaism and your um, new brother-in-law. <laughs> Yeah, my new brother-in-law and and uh, general m- m- mutilation and brave that's, of you to brave brave of you to disclose that you've come within inches of chopping your cock off, which I, I well that I was, hope well, I hope you weren't just make I hope you were just making a crude dick pun with the whole with no, the inches no, well, thing. It was we were you know we were we were filleting a you know a, a hanger steak and naked obviously only way oh, in, in the new in the new Jordan yeah i mean it was not it was not pre-planned by any means but it got mixed up which is what you know the hanger steak or you know my my genitalia so that's kind of what i twice and you know it was, it was very it was a close call is what i'll say it was a close call sounds like it sounds it sounds a little too close Hmm. So um yeah. Um so I'll we got a bunch of doing Go yeah, ahead. What are you been, what, I was going to I was just going to say we got a bunch of good stuff going on in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lot, so, lots of cavalcade of, of great topics. I wanted to jump into I've been doing a bit of a Bondathon. Um that's James oh, Bond. Like oh, I thought you were talking about fixed income financial products, but go on. No, nor am I talking about um, you know, S and M style intercourse. Also, oh, shout I'm out talking Bill about Gross, quickly shout out Bill Gross, the Bond King. Shout him out. Um. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of James Bond, mostly, and eh, even strictly, I would say Pierce Brosnan era. Yep. Because I'm, you you may share the same sentiment. He is in my for my money. He's the best Bond to ever do it. I, I, I don't quick 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 thing. Greatest Irish actor. I just want to let people know he is Irish. He's not British. A lot of people think he's British. Well, is he's Ireland Irish. part of? Are are you? No. If you're Irish, are you also British? No, no. The Irish Irish people don't like British people. We call them. That's right. Uh, we call them a lot of inflammatory and derogatory names behind their back. Is what right, that's what, right. So that's right. <laughs> that is, damn right, it's right. You might get. We call, them, you, we call them things like, like crumpet, crumpet stuffers, or <laughs> you know, and uh, tea, tea dippers, bag <laughs> tea dippers is another is another <laughs> derogatory term. Yeah. And it, if, you say, go if, you, if you tell an Irish person that they're British, you're going to find yourself in some Bonnie rubble, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's cockney. That's cock, a little cockney slang there for you. 
Um, but anyhow, I've I've been on this Bond kick, Bondathon, and um, you know, there's a lot of rhetoric around, especially Brosnan or James Bond, that he is a serial sexual harasser. Um, because he he uses quite a bit of innuendo, especially around um the one of the other workers at MI6. She goes by the name of Money Penny. Um, certainly they have a they have a lot of sexual tension between the two. Um, is that is that the that's the silver haired one, right? No, that's Q. That's Jane, Dame uh, Judy Dench, and I'll and I'll yeah. ask you to get that right because she is she's the female something else. She's the female equivalent of a knight, which is a dame. Which that's a little sexist in of itself. Woman can't be knights. I don't. But I mean, I, I don't. Love, I don't I, think their. I don't think their shoulders can withstand a blade. Oh, uh, that's true. Or if you put the blade and armor combo, it's it's going to be a little too much for them. Uh, which that's fair. Um, but like he does a lot of great innuendos. Like one of them will she'll be like, "So James, are you naturally going to have to?" pump her for information and he's like oh yeah i'll pump her good and he's just like i know you will <laughs> and then there's another one where um she's like well james you've always been the cunning linguist which was that slang for uh cunning is isn't slang it's the proper medical term for <laughs> it's the opposite yeah it's quite the opposite really this is the proper medical term for um Feet for oral, oral sex or, on a vagin a vaginal canal and, um, and, the vul- and the vulva, but dude, don't all this the, yo, dude, don't neglect the vulva. That's right, you can't forget about the vulva. I don't um, even really know what the vulva is, but but so a lot of this um innuendo seems like it's going both ways. So it's Quick, tough to say wait. he's a harasser. She's calling him a quick, cunning linguist. I think, hold on, a, qu- a quick interjection. A lot of people, I thought for years that the Volvo was a Swedish car brand. It is, in fact, not. No, no. I thought it was a safe, like, practical car brand myself, but. The safest of, it's the safest of Scandinavian cars. from an, All right. Not the Volvo, but. I also the, used to. Th- the, the term is Volvo. I used to think Filthy Slit was a car company too, but it turns out I was way off on that one. <laughs> um, I almost bought it. I got into a whole Craigslist thing with a uh, betting on a Filthy Slit, and I it was not what I it was not. The yeah, you thought an hour with a Filthy Slit was for a hundred bucks was a decent rent a car deal, but it, was, it turned it was out a, to be thought, something. Entirely I thought, different. I thought it. I thought it was a joyride down, down <laughs> PC, down PCH. It was, it was, which it was, but it was a different kind. A different kind of joyride. Yeah. The most joyous of rides. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then there's another one where she's all like, she's all like, "Hey, James, you know this could be considered sexual harassment." And he goes, "Well, what's the punishment for that, Money Penny?" And she's like, you'll have to make good on all these innuendos. So she wants it. 
seat, it would seem. And I'm not, he, hey, I don't want to go up and say, you can talk like this to your coworker and that means she wants it. Of course not. I would never say Why? something like that. Why but are you she, bringing up coworkers? Because they are coworkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Sure, they are. Um, but, um, in this case, this is not the type of time for the feminist to get on the soapbox. She's totally into it. Um, and then there's another hilarious one where he goes on this mission, right? And, uh, he goes and he's giving this guy a lot of guff being like, uh, you know, he's being like, I'm being honest with you, James. He's like, yeah, there's, I've never known a Swiss banker to be doing anything nefarious. And he gives he does a lot of Swiss banker jabs, which I really enjoy. <laughs> but um, he during this little sit down they have, he's offered a a nice, uh, I guess, Swedish cigar. Or it could have been a Cuban cigar, no, but it's a nice cigar that he gets. And then all hell breaks loose before he has the chance to light it up or even take it out of the the silver, you know, that little metal packaging. The, the nice cigar coming, yeah, yeah. And as you know, those are very phallic. So when he gets back after his trip to Sweden, Money Penny says, Oh, did you bring me anything from your trip, James? And he's like, Oh, matter of fact, I did. And he hands her the, you know, he didn't actually get her anything. So he just hands her the little freebie he got in the form of the cigar. <laughs> Wait, so he gives her his trash? Basically, he gives, well, no, he didn't, he didn't open it, but like he oh, hands so her that the, little freebie cigar. So the cigar's cigar. still in it. So the yeah, still yeah, in yeah. It. Oh, I was then, hoping it was just like he's like here's the here's the wrapper. Well, hey, I can't say for sure he didn't take it out. He very well might have. But um then she goes, "Well, I know just where to put this." And then James' eyes <laughs> light. James' eye James's eyes light up when she says that. But then she you know having the upper hand in the relationship, she just then throws it right in the trash. You know, she throws that thing right in the trash, and then James comes back with a nice retort of, "This is this is a metaphor for our relationship, Money Penny. Close, but no cigar." <laughs> I think he probably felt that there was he was just giving her a piece of trash. Pretty much. I mean, she knew that he, that he didn't take that out for her. I mean, she doesn't yeah. even smoke. How do you know she doesn't smoke? Oh, I mean, her, her, a girl like that. She's pristine. I, I hate to see. I hate to see. I hate to see finger gestures from such a pristine girl. <laughs> little little oh Breakfast Club reference for you. Um, but yeah. So I've been on this epic bondathon, and it's been heart racing. I mean, it's been epic. Check check them out. The Brosnan era of bonds. They don't get enough love. Oh, I know well, you I mean, love. You love the one with the guy with the di the old diamond face. I know you love that one. I mean, I should have been doing research during this time on the one I like. Yeah, the one where the guy goes is Bond is Jimmy Bond versus Diamond Face. Yeah, he doesn't go by Diamond Face, but um, I think it's Die Another Day. Yeah, it's say. Die Another Day. Yeah, yeah, that is the best Bond movie by a mile. Remember, he's <laughs> like he sets James Bond just like. He's like he's running away. Sets the land speed record. No big deal. That's right. He's, he's going got to, that invisible car. I'm, it's, it's it's the Aston Martin Vanquish, but for a little yeah. fun, little play on words, they turn it into the Vanish because it it 
it disappears, frankly. Wait, is it Die Another Day? Yeah, Diamond Faces Die Another Day. Yeah, remember Icarus? You know, that guy, He's so he's running away from Icarus. Yeah. And he's setting land speed records simultaneously. That's and right. then also another badass moment is when he ha- he also has that the, the the ring that can break glass, and then yeah, uh, and then he's like in the and then like remember they go stay in that big big ass igloo, yeah, and then he's running and he's like oh shit I'm fu- I don't know I have nowhere to go and then he's like oh wait I have <laughs> I have this little wedding ring <laughs> break the <laughs> break this for whatever reason the floor is made of glass. He's like, let me just crash down through here. I'll, I'll, I'll go find Halle Berry. She's crawling out of the water looking sexy and as all, as all get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's the same movie, but... No, Barry, it is. It is. Oh, oh and then the movie starts. Remember, he's, like, surfing. He, dude, he's chasing Mavericks in the opening <laughs> yeah. scene. Like... He's chasing dude. Mavericks. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's riding giants. Like, cool, because... In the in the in the in the previous installment, he's constantly holding his breath, and they're like, "Why is Bond doing that?" It's because he's preparing to ride giants in the next yeah, one. Dude's like, "Sorry, bro, I'm riding giants right now." <laughs> like, and then like he's like go, he's like 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 facing off against fucking the guy who's like, um, and then isn't there an Asian guy involved too? Like, yeah, so he was white, and then he becomes Asian Diamond Face. Like, he does all types yeah. of race trickery. He's a race yeah. baiter. Yeah, he's a ra- <laughs> he baits himself. He race yeah. baits himself. He race baits his own damn self. Um, but I wish to- I was more prepped on this because I this is one of my favorite favorite movie i'm sorry time. um we can come um we can come back because i'm only halfway through my bondathon so i'm sure i'll have new material for our next installment but just to wrap this thing up for a couple more of his most money lines this isn't with money penny it's with one of his other broads and she's asking him and this is during a nuclear type crisis and she's asking him how he knows the nuclear baroness and she's like well basically asking if they fucked and he's like no our relationship was completely platonic, but like referring Wait, to no. plutonium, uh, like platon, like platon, like platonic, like platonic, pretty money line. Um, and then Wait, but I, the think, la- I think so. Hold on, the the benefactor of the big igloo is name. His name is Gustav Graves. Graves, that's right. That's right. Yep. And then the Asian guy, I think the Asian guy might be separate from the from Graves. No, I think that's the big twist, is that it ends up being Graves. Oh, you're right. The Asian guy's name is Zhao. Yeah. But I think that the twist ending is it's Graves does like some race baiting oh, type yeah, plastic yeah. surgery. Yeah. So we're back to this. And then he also chops his cock off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to prove a point. And then just to wrap this whole thing up and to get back to the Christmas theme, my last Bond line is that um, he's fucking some girl in the snow at the end of the movie. And he's like, well, this is odd. Um, and she's like, why? And he goes, I never, I always thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> he's implying multiple orgasms. <laughs> he's implying that he's, He's such a good coxman that he Dude, he, he insinuated a, that he initiated a, multiple what orgasms. A, what a lover. 
He's such a liar. I mean, dude, the fucking bras and bonds are so funny. Yo, it's just the, yo, the same yo. formula. Over, it's yo, just like bangs. Dude, think about bras and bonds. Guys want to be him. That's right. In dude. these days, guys want to be in him, which yo, I don't play that way. But dude, chicks want to be him. Guys want to be with him. <laughs> chicks want to be him. Guys want to. Yo, but also guys also want to be him. Like everyone wants right. to be him. Everyone kind of just wants to be him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, Brosnan, he's a he's a hot character. All right, on, so did I'm you want to? I just I, I I have the Wikipedia up on the on the film, and it's that oh, dude, no, I just remember is remember he gets in that epic uh, fencing match. Oh, that's the, right. Uh, with Diamond Face. Yeah. That's right. I they, but I then more... it turns out that they end up using real blades. That's a great scene. Oh, yeah. And there's bloodshed. Big <laughs> time bloodshed. bloodshed. Let's not forget the bloodshed, which is... Which is staining staining and, those fencing whites. And they're fencing without masks on. Also, that scene always reminds me of the scene in Richie Ranch where they're fencing, and then he makes the kids spill the coffee all over themselves. I don't remember. I like Richie Rich, but I just remember he has a roller coaster in his house. Yeah, he's got his own coaster. And oh, no chopper to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he <laughs> chastises, and his butlers chastise him for. Yeah, not, the guy goes, "Oh, not, the, the 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 poor kids are all like, oh, what? You couldn't take your helicopter to the baseball diamond?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, my dad hardly lets me use the copter out to." For fun or to go to school, and he goes, "Oh, no chopper to go to school." <laughs> really good, great line. Is, One of my favorite lines in cinema history. Which is a shame. That is a shame for Richie. In that moment, I really feel for Richie Rich. You got to. Your heart has to go out to the kid. My heart stinks for Richie Rich in that moment. Sure. Because I'm like, because I've been there. I've never had a chopper. I've school. never wanted an allocated yo, chopper yo, to go to school. Yo, yo, we can all, everyone listening, most 90, 99.9% of the population can relate, can relate to that sentiment. To no chopper, no to, chopper, go to, chopper to go to school. No. God. What a life. All right. Well, did you have um, a topic you wanted to get into, festive or otherwise? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, the first topic I want to get into regarding Christmas is fish. I think you have more to say on this than I do. You Seven fish. I'm pretty sure we've covered seven fishes on a previous episode. <laughs> well, let's get I, I know you're enamored by the whole concept. <laughs> And that's why, like, you can't quite seem to like, keep it off out of your mouth. But I'm fairly it's certain. I, it's all I think about all Christmas Day. It's like, how? Which fish is he on now? Which right? Which is it? Cod? Is it the more desirable scrod? Is it? Well, scrod is often made from cod. It's just cod with um, breadcrumbs. So scrod, scrod is baby cod. It's the veal of the sea. Oh, it's baby cod. I didn't know god, that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's 
It's unlawful, God. <laughs> some some Italian you are. It's when it's for the guys that are ballsy enough to to not obey the keeper laws that really make your delicious cry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah, some Italian I am is right. Uh, yeah. I think scrot is a regional dish from the Northeast. I'm surprised as a, an avid Burbank local, you would know about scrot. I know everything there is to know about scrot because I love veal and I love inhumane delicacies. <laughs> I know that you do, my friend. I know that you, you, you're a big fan of shark, <laughs> shark fin All right. soup. I, I, I got to run downstairs and get my charger. Why don't you, while I'm doing that, I think it would be great if you just ran through the seven fishes, if you even know them, and you can't look them up. There's not seven specific fishes. I don't want to hear you just just eat seven different types of fish. There's no standard seven set types of fishes. Just run through the fishes. Well, I'm sure this is going to get cut out because it's not going to be entertaining, but typically we cheat to get to seven fishes and we get a sushi platter, which covers like eel, tuna, salmon, um, shrimp. You get a sushi platter? Yeah, that's what we've done in recent years to cheat. That and then is such we'll, a cop out. We'll do smelts, which is like the most old school rendition we do, which, which are basically like, they're almost like sardines. I, I personally don't love them, but most of my family does partake. And then we get oysters, which are delicious. Um, we do calamari. We get we bring out the fry daddy. We do calamari. We do clams casino. Now we're talking. Sounds risky. Which is very Italian. Um, and the riskiest of the dishes. That's right. And then um, we'll also usually do one form of white fish like scrod. Well, um, I think that's probably already covered well, seven. I don't think you have to say that it's what I think. Right, white right. white fish, that. dude. Why don't you get? Why don't you <laughs> yeah, we'll just stick with quantity. Why you don't need to throw should, a yamaka maybe you should get a, on maybe, the fish dish? I, maybe you should get a more inclusive fish here. Like what? What that? What is like cock free like, cod or something? No, like red snapper, maybe. Ooh. If you're feeling especially communist. Oh, I thought you were making a Native American gaffe. I'm glad that you didn't go there. Maybe I was. Maybe I saved it with the communist gaffe. <laughs> Maybe you pulled that out of your back yeah. pocket. Yeah. Um, so back to the inhumane uh, cuisine. Sure. Also, like, you guys are probably playing a lot of left, right, center, guzzling down limoncello all night, right? You better believe it. I mean, we, we drink a lot of white wine because that's what goes well with fish. But Again, yes. with those whites, you can't keep it. It's, everything's white at your dinner. Like, All right. My mistake. But, yeah, my uncle, he does make his own limoncello. It's delectable. Um, and then we usually have grappa. <laughs> And um, what's grappa? Oh, it's a very old school Italian uh, after dinner or dessert TiVo um, drink. It's terrible. 
nobody actually likes it, but like it's one of those things where it's like I'm Italian, so I drink grappa. <laughs> I want in on that. I yeah, want in on that. I knew that you would. Oh, whatever that is, I want in on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so speaking of foie, speaking of foie gras, the most yeah. inhumane delicacy, the French. Came up oh, with yeah. it. Frog wah is quite inhumane. I think shark fin soup's probably a little more inhumane because you literally what just is- chop, you chop the fin off the shark and then you throw the rest of the thing in the fucking dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's awesome. Wait, it's wait, terrible. Literally, yeah, in in the countries that do it, you'll just see dumpsters lined with full shark carcasses. That's badass. I've never even heard of it. Who does it? Japan, I think. In China. God, they know. They know. They know how to mistreat animals. Yeah, they sure do. Who does it better than them? Whale. The they go off. They, they love whales. They love rhino horn. They literally just grind up rhino horn and snort it because they think it's gonna make their cocks harder. Oh God! I mean, it probably does. Um, hey, very well might, but <laughs> who knows? Well, but, so the the French, what they do is they force feed ducks. Right. Which sounds weak compared to what you just gave, you know. Just right, gave right. But I mean, it's up I, there, but it's it's. No have you had? Have have you have you enjoyed a foie gras? I can't say that I have. I, well, I'm not I'll opposed. You, I'll to, I'd you, like I'll, to try. Well, I'll tell you what, it's phenomenal. I'm sure it is. They wouldn't do. It, they wouldn't go through tastes, all that effort. If and it, it and it tastes better knowing that the ducks didn't voluntarily eat any of the feed that was they were force fed right. the feed right. and then they it tastes you can, better you knowing can taste, you can, you can taste you, the struggle in every bite yes, you certainly can and there's nothing there's nothing better and then it deposits i'm i'm reading i didn't know this it's usually corn boiled the fat and deposits large amounts of fat and deliver they're just pumping up the fat and um people like to protest against it i'm not one of those people i think they actually tried to ban it in new york much to my chagrin and new york so new york almost banned soda pop at one point no but i don't think they ever got it done i think i think i saw it on the menu well, if I saw it on the menu, I would have ordered it. But I think I was looking at a restaurant to possibly attend. And then I didn't end up going there because they didn't have it. <laughs> I only go to restaurants, French restaurants with foie gras. So anyway, the reason I'm, I'm, harping, right. on the, the reason I'm harping on the French so much is they gave us a Christmas present couple years back in the uh statue of liberty oh that was a lovely gift that they that they gave us what are your thoughts on lady that? Li- my thoughts on lady liberty yeah i mean i think it was kind of like the french being like oh we're not gonna do so great in the upcoming wars but like we'll give you this dope green bitch they're like um, merry christmas 
murderer. And like, if you come to our country, we're going to be really rude to you. Um, like, if you speak English, we're going to give you a dirty look. And then if you try to speak French, but you're not so good at it, we're going to give you a dirty look. But we're going to call it. They do um, that in Montreal. Even, too. even Steven, because we gave you this green, that green bitch. But do you think they force fed Lady Liberty with foie gras, corn feed? Uh, I think more more likely they um, they forced her into some type of eating disorder because she's looking a little bit frail. <laughs> <laughs> she looks malnourished, to say the least. I think they were pulling like a. I think the whole thing with the Lady Liberty gift was kind of like a pro foie gras type propaganda move in the U.S. Well, like, hey, we'll give this, we'll give this big malnourished statue that they'll fucking have to hang up because it's so fucking big. And then they'll be like, what's up with this thing? You know, like, it doesn't even have any corn feed in it. All the Americans will be like, where's all the corn? Why didn't you force feed this thing with corn feed? You know, this thing sucks. Yeah. Let me go, let me go out and eat some, some duck stuff with corn feed. Let me eat some of that sweet, sweet corn feed. Ooh, there's no, an the cor- ambulance the cor- outside. Not the corn outside feed. my window. I hope nobody croaked. Knock on wood. Oh, give us, give us a play-by-play on the ambulance. Breaking news. Well, just backed in, and now I'm sure a fire truck is going to be. That's what I was wondering. Does, does he have any? Does he have any of his buddies with it? Is there a cruiser in there too? Or is there just pure ambulance one-on-one? No, we're looking at just reds and whites right now. No blues. Oh God! Oh, here comes the fire truck. Oh, so much oh, fanfare! Fire. Here comes the fire truck. <laughs> they got, dude. They they got to get working somehow. That's fires right. are fires are down big. Big since the the old virus fires are way down. Um. All right. Well, I I I I I wouldn't mind moving into what men do if unless you have a, a topic that you're raring to go on. I don't have, uh, I feel like we should, yeah, no, we'll go into, we, we, we can do what men do. I'll, I'll try to pay attention. All right, well, no, so you're going to like this one. This is, um, this is a what men do that isn't, this isn't coming from me per se. This is coming from a hero of mine. He goes by the name of Ryan Johnsomis. Is this no, coming from your? Wanna... Is this wait? Did did your gay uncle put you up to this? No, no. This is a guy that I've been following. Maybe even I would say worshiping for a while now. And um, just to give you a little like, so he's a pro soaper, um, and he's still a pro uh, soaper. I, even no, even though that hasn't been a I thing mean, I, for. I, I know. I know about soaping. So yeah, soaping is. Um, I mean, you can look it up on your own, but it's basically a fad that died, a short-lived fad that died. If the company doesn't exist anymore, but he still identifies as a pro soaper, which are basically just shoes with grind plates in them. So you can do like inline skating pre, type it was, grinds. It, it was pre-Heelys. It was pre-Heelys. It yeah, was Heelys before Heelys. But they didn't have wheels. I think No, Heelys, no, no. No, they didn't have wheels, but Healy's no. also didn't have the didn't have the grind plate. You, right, you right. You couldn't get it as extreme as you can on the soap. 
Right, right, exactly. Um, and so just to get isn't there a, a whole pre- doc on this? Isn't there a whole doc on this thing? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and it's definitely worth watching. But to give you a little preview of uh, the kind of guy this guy is before we get into the what men do, um, my girlfriend got me his self help book, Ten Steps oh, I, to Success. I can see it on the I can see it on the video. Ten Steps to Being an Epic Soper. It's tense. There he is. <laughs> ten steps to success. Just for the viewers out there, he is holding his hands in a tattooed uh, hands. Th- no, yeah, tatted up hand. He's got some sort of writing across his knuckles. It probably says "dope soper" on it. But <laughs> I, I can't. I can't make out the writing. But I just want to. I just want everyone to know what's going on here. He's holding. His, he's wearing a full suit, red tie. Obviously, a Republican. And he's wearing, and he's holding his hands in an orb manner, which is like an all-time, like I know what I'm talking about, like right, uh, right, like like. So I just want to break down by what I mean by orb is it's the fingertips. All his fingertips are touching. So, um, in this little segment of this this great little novella, or not novella, self-help book titled Haters. He writes, and he's describing a soap session. He wrote, also, also, I'm looking at, you're holding up the book to the camera. I also like how it just says on the top, a new number one bestseller. Yeah, no, doesn't specify no New York, where it's a no, bestseller. No, no one, no, no one has claimed it a bestseller. No, and it, it's, self-pub, ever, it's self-published, ever, but it's, it's a bestseller. Him. So he says, he's describing a soap session, and he says, and I quote, During my session, I have encountered a fat, older, donut-munching security guard who quickly approached me and told me, son, jumping around like that is dangerous. You shouldn't be doing that. To which I smartly replied, that's funny. I thought I just did. I had just performed a trick flawlessly on my first attempt and had since captured it on film. The fat security guard, most likely in his late 50s, possibly even 60s, stared at me, squinted his eyes and angrily like angrily like and repeated himself telling me once again, Sir, you can't do that. His fat lips and pudgy chin jiggling around as he spoke. To which I replied, Hmm, that's interesting that you say that because I just did fucking do it. In fact, you even saw me do it. So that's a little uh preview of of not only his wonderful prose, but of the kind of guy we're dealing with. And um, so in this What Men Do, uh, he talks about how if you want to get laid, you have to um, keep a good group, a solid group of friends around. So I don't, let me know if you can hear this call. And if not, I'm just going to have to paraphrase. But he uses some colorful language that I'm not comfortable with repeating. He's the kind of white boy that likes to use the N-word among other epithets. So I just want to see if we can get it out of his mouth without me having to take the heat for his colorful language. So let me hear, tell me if you can hear this. All right, let's cue it up. Got to go. Goodbye. He's talking about getting rid of his of friend, get rid of all of those, bad friends. All, the, all, the, uh, all your friends, all your AFC friends, your average frustrated chumps who don't get laid and start hanging out with trained, calibrated pickup artists who go out night after night to talk to girls and get results. And if you can... Hang out with the the guys that are good. So AFCs, that's average frustrated chumps. <laughs> um, not not the football conference. And ironically, he's about to take a stab at football fans. So 
continue to listen in. It only gets better. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go all in. Take the red pill. Don't take the blue pill. Take the red pill. And, uh, and fuck, fuck all your normal friends. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Adios. No offense. I, I, I ain't into hanging out with faggots all day. Okay? I'm into, I'm into getting pussy. I'm into getting fucking laid. So now he's talking about taking the red pill, but not in the, the traditional colloquial sense of like a Republican. This is more to, to weed out, as he says, F word, friends. My, my biggest takeaway there is I like how he translated. Goodbye. Adios. Adios. I like, I like how he kept, uh, kept, kept Hispanic people involved. All right. There's just one last part of it um, where he, he, like I said, he's going to take a dig at the, uh, the layman football watcher. Just a few more seconds of, of this guy. I hang out with guys who want to go out to the club and talk to girls. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with uncalibrated fucking AFC, fucking uh, GPUAs, RAFCs who are, who are, who are going to stand there and tailgate and, and watch me go into set. I like to, I like to roll with other guys. Open. Number eight. So there he's using the term set and open, and that's a group of girls for the non-PUAs out there. Get your own motherfucking place. Time to- oh, man, I, I missed the part. There, I, I can't find the part, but basically he says, oh, and if you're sitting there watching fucking football like a bitch, you should be out there getting pussy. So, I mean, this guy, he's got it all <laughs> dialed in. And so that's my what men do. Get rid of your AFC friend and get yourself dude, some PU, dude, PUAs only. PUAs dude, only. I don't like the way you're talking. Honestly, the way you're talking about this guy, you're coming off really uncalibrated right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like, dude, like you're kind of coming out like a little bit of kind of, you kind of sound like an AFC, my man. <laughs> and I don't mean any disrespect by that. Mucho gusto, but you know, I don't know. I don't, you're sounding hella uncalibrated, bro. Not, not like a true POA that's going to open up any hot sets anytime soon. Um, there, so I have a treasure, tro- treasure trove of this guy that I think I'm going to start featuring now and then when I really find uh, a clip that that really tickles my fancy, but uh. But yeah, John, look him up, Brian Johnson. It's pretty much any video you find of him. As much as it wait, may is, seem is, like is parody, I it's, wait. I is his last name Johnsman? Johnsonmas. John J A U N Z E M I S. John is in like the Philly slang. Wait, that's his name? Johnsonmas. Ryan Johnsonmas. Yeah. Shit. I know. Um. But yeah, oh, man, dope. fucking dope. Um, all right. Did you want to move into another? Did you have another Christmas topic that you wanted to do? I have one more festive topic. Um, yeah. I mean, I have my segment queued up. If you want to get into my segment? Oh, you want to go weed and start? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do weed and start. Fire that is. Uh refresher we get into um two lyrics uh we get into uncurrent events um from the song the billy joel classic we didn't start the fire um 
I am bringing up a fella by the name of Walter Winchell. Okay. I remember, I remember the lyric. It's very prominent. It's like, well, it's in the, it was in the first verse, I believe. Yeah. Um, I will bring it up. I, I'm surprised I don't, I just want to get it right. Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio. That's right. Joe, it's right before DiMaggio. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red Giant, Johnny Ray, John, Johnny Ray, Thomas Kevin, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, blah, 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 Marilyn Monroe. Um, so as I always do with my my topic here is I don't I do no research and I just bring up the Wikipedia as I go. Yeah, so, that's that that's that's the topic. I mean that's the segment we've all come to know and love. So a little background. I feel like guys don't know this guy. Um, he his first name's Walter. He had three children. He's wearing, he wears a heck of a bowler hat, full suit. I'm guessing, I can't tell by the photo, but it looks like a three-piece. Okay. Looks like he's got a vest under there, if I had to guess. And it's all black. And it's timepiece is invisible, unvisible. It's not within the photo. It doesn't look like he has a timepiece on, which is a little disturbing. I'm sure. Slight um, letdown. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> quite a lot done. Died <laughs> in '74, born in at the turn of the century, 1897, in New York in April. So he's a Sagittarius, which is which is good. Um, so what he is known for, he's a syndicated American news gossip columnist and radio commentator. He cut his teeth as a vaudeville performer. Which is like, yeah, which is always exciting. And then he worked for New York tabloids. He rose to celebrity with in the 1930s with the Hearst newspaper. Um, I'm just gonna cut to the chase. One when I when you were talking about your in your column and your uh, in your segment, one sentence that really stood out to me that I really liked about this, about this fella. His outspoken style made him feared and admired. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. a fun combo. And he was known for trading gossip, sometimes in return for his silence. Wait, so trading gossip in terms in return for his own silence? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not really. He was uh, he uncovered. Care to elaborate? News. So he was basically like the first tabloid guy. He says uncovered hard news and embarrassing stories about famous people by exploiting I, exceptionally, I mean, I exceptionally wide circle of con- This guy had a Rolodex that you wouldn't fucking believe. This guy invented Multiple. Yeah, probably had like six of them, you know? Sure, easily. And he was a, and his novels and movies were based on his wisecracking gossip columnist. This guy has wisecracked up the fucking. This guy gossip. cracked wise. You're telling me this guy cracked wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he certainly did. <laughs> and he attacked the appeasers of Nazism, and he aligned himself with one Joseph McCarthy in his campaign against communists. Which is oh, so he's a he's McCarthy. He's a McCar- McCarthyist. Yeah. Yep. I, I, you know me. I, I'm a sucker for McCarthyism. 
I don't really know what it is, but you don't know. So, oh, basically, it's like the Red Scare, where um, McCarthyism is basically like the process of just considering anybody a potential communist. So it was like during McCarthyism, a lot of people who were just of like descent from countries that were communists were locked up because they were they were like, "Nah, you're a commie. Get them out of here." Send oh, him, I like send that. Send him home. So, dude, he was so basically this guy was just calling celebrities commies. Yeah, and an anti-fascist. He's which, a true, a, true which, patriot. Which is an honorable way to make a living. Sure. Hey, Brad Pitt's a commie. Maybe we should get into that. Brad Pitt's a commie. Uh, Jolie, oh, Ovech- commie. Ovechkin's a big commie. Brangelina, commie. Uh, whoever else, you know, this, that, and oh, the other speaking thing. of Brangelina, I, I heard a, f- a very fun rumor about Jennifer. I mean, what's her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie. Okay. So, this YouTube bitch who's like, she used to work for one of the gossip rags, so just speak out of turn, out of pocket all the time. She said that Angelina Jolie, the reason she adopted so many kids. Is because she felt guilty, so she had to adopt a kid for every abortion that she had. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did she have like a ton of kids? Yeah. So she allegedly she had seven, uh, uh, seven trips to the to PP, and that's why she adopted all those kids. And this lady has no basis for it. She just and then people have criticized her of the yin yang for saying it, and she just says. Hey, I used to work for Us Weekly, okay? I have insiders. <laughs> yeah, but not as many insiders as Walter Winchell. No, this, this bitch is a, she's a poor man's Winchell. She, she's a wannabe Walter. Dub, dub, dub. Yeah. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is good. This is good. Uh, this, oh my God, this is really good. This is under the section in Wikipedia, Ethical Failings. I should have started with this. I'm just going to read this, this whole paragraph. This is still Winchell? This is still Winchell yeah. overall? Yeah. I yeah. like where yeah. this Be- is going. Yeah, because this, this, this one paragraph, I just read one sentence of it. It's the second or third sentence, and it's so good. But I didn't even, I'm just going to read it because it's just, it just... Winchell became known for his attempts to destroy careers of his political and personal enemies as his career progressed, especially after World War II. Favorite tactics were allegations of having communist ties, obviously, and accusations of sexual impiety. This was, now this is a sentence that really got my attention. He was not above name calling. For example, he described New York radio host Barry Gray as a quote-unquote, bory pink and a disc jerk. A Bory Pink? I don't know. I don't know what Bory Pink means, but he called him a disc jerk. I don't know what disc as an adjective before jerk means either, but I like it. Because he was a DJ. Oh. Instead of a disc jockey, he's a disc jerk. Like a soda jerk, but a DJ style. Yeah, that is cool. I'm I'm doing a quick. Google search on Bory Pink and nothing comes up. Uh, dude, we should start referring to all of, like the computer music stars as disc jerks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a disc jerk. 
Oh, here we go. Oh, this is this gets even better. This is the last sentence of our of the paragraph. Winchell Winchell heard that Marlon Edwin Pugh of the Trade Journal editor and publisher had criticized him as a bad influence because guess what he called guess what he called guess what he called Marlon Edward Pugh. What did he call him? He called him Marlon P. U. <laughs> That's that's just so elementary and so funny. <laughs> Dude, this guy, this guy just got it all. He's got it all. He's, He's got really it all. Just... And then he unapologetically would publish material told to him in confidence by friends. When <laughs> when confronted about such betrayals, he typically responded, "I know, I'm just the son of a bitch." That's like such a like, uh, like oh, like you could imagine. Um, what's what's that Gonzo journalist's name from? Uh, Fear and Loathing. Um, uh, the guy with the cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, what the fuck's his name? Um, and then and it also says by the 1950s he was widely seen as arrogant, cruel, and ruthless. It took him. It took, it took him about forty, fifty, uh, almost 50, over fifty years. To, yeah, because didn't you say in the, in the early goings of this segment that he was both loved and feared? <laughs> yeah, which is the sounds best like combo. it was a it was a pro- natural progression towards fear. So yeah, I think that kind of wraps him up. This guy is a total beast. I'm taking. I'm looking at his great. It has a pretty underwhelming grave. I'm a little. I'm a little underwhelmed by his grave site, to be honest. It's not even a real grave. It's one of those ones. How's, how's the overall? How's the overall boneyard looking? The, we don't get a look at the total boneyard, but actually, the cur- the the text, um, the font is 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 quite appealing. Um, Cursive but, script. Yeah, yeah, very very nice script. It, it you know what it looks like? It looks like. Have you ever done one of those DocuSign um, forms? Oh, sure, sure. Where you do the, it looks like a, like one of those. Like when you oh, sign Oh, lovely. Those are lovely. Um, but it's one of those step-on. It's one of the uh, step-on graves that people like. To no, I do not like those. Yeah, which is kind of, for a guy this caliber, you'd think he'd at least have like a, you know, <laughs> I like how you refer, refer to it as step-on, as if like people commonly <laughs> use that as a little stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying That's if you what have it looks a real like grave, it's there for though. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying if <laughs> if you have a real grave, no one, there's no chance it's getting stepped. No, no. Where worst case most, scenarios, if you have one of those pointy, some girl might try to take a joyride on it. I but mean, worst, that's, I mean, that's a, a positive. In a highly unlikely scenario, an unruly drunk teenager might get up on it and 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 start chugging a. A Miller Light, or you know, or a talented planker from a few years yeah. ago, major, <laughs> or, or 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 a uh, you know a Crimean you know um, a, a, a Crimean uh, parkour artist, my yeah get scaler. Get I wonder. Yeah, I was my, wondering my, if that's where you were going with it. Yeah. Might might scale the thing. Yeah. Um, you, you, Other than that, that you're pretty I mean, much those, in the clear. Yeah, you're in the clear exactly. I mean, you know uh, me, and we've talked about this on past episodes. You, I think you've got to go mausoleum all day, every day. But, oh, yeah. um, 
what are we looking at time wise? I think we got to. I think we. I think we got another ten minutes. We probably wrap it up. I don't know when we started, but. All right. I mean, I have a festive topic, but it's yeah, not like in love with it. And then I have a in... grift. Oh, we got to you... get, yeah. Well, let's hear the festive topic. We can run through it quick. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm currently dating a, um, a female of German elk, and she cued me into this fun little German I think pastime. it's German. Is she Germane? Germaic? No, I think she's just um, Bavarian. But um, she was telling me that in her home. Lucky you. I know. Hey, she she looks like a young Ava Braun. Uh, (laughs) Ava Braun was in German. Boy, was she beautiful. She was. She was a sight. Anyhow, um, she cued me at uh, this this fun little festive pastime that they do in from German tradition called. Uh, hide the pickle and they take a either real pickle or in most modern cases a pickle themed ornament i feel like pickles are against i feel like pickles are against german culture though why is that they love pickling things yeah but have you ever heard of sauerkraut never, never mind yeah no you're right never mind never mind um I mean, I I see where you're going, but just because pickled herring falls on the other side of the coin, um, no, the Germans love pickling themselves. Um, But so you take this ornament and you hide it somewhere, either in the tree or amongst the decorations, and it has a fun little... Yo, yo, you want to hear where I would hide it? Where would you hide it, my friend? In my my rectum. Ah! Good luck finding that. Yeah, I have a, I have a spacious rectum. Years of training. Anyway, oh, it's spacious. On. You can put anyway, a few in there. Anyway, um, oh, oh, more than you. So, <laughs> go on. And so the the aspect I like of it is the kid who finds it gets like two extra presents. It's very fascist in its nature. Where it's Ooh, like, I like I like you. You, like you want you want the extra presents? Yeah, you got to be the king. And yeah, I but it's not about the extra I, presents. It's about rubbing it in and everyone who didn't get the extra presents. Exactly. And she was saying she wants to carry on the tradition. So I was saying we should take it to the next level and only award presents to the kid that finds it. <laughs> I like that. Or we'll just kill the kid. Or we'll just kill everyone who doesn't find it. Right. Then you, you, but before you know it, you're going to be in an only child situation. Maybe not kill them, but like we'll chop off like one of their cones. Or like we won't feed them or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like to up the stakes a little bit. I like that. But um, yeah, so that was just a quick little uh, anecdote that I thought was fun for the holiday season. What, that you have anything? Like a, so the last thing uh, I think we should close on this is uh, it's going to be another kind of Wikipedia type deal is just to include some other people because everyone talked about, remember growing up, everyone like was like, oh, like, you know, like in, in school, it's like, it's, hey, there's other holidays other than Christmas. And there's like Hanukkah, obviously. And then there's Kwanzaa. So I wanted to do a sure. quick I wanted to do a quick deep dive on Kwanzaa because I don't know if it's even I've never met anyone who has celebrated no. Kwanzaa. I know it has those like 
those circular African style hats are involved in it. That's pretty much the extent of my knowledge on well, it. Well, I know they have the candles. They basically just copied the fucking Hanukkah candles, put some Sweet. colors on them. Oh, okay. And they, they basically took, this is what they did. I and mean, then let me get right down to it. You know, they did the menorah and then they took, I'm looking at the photo of it right now, red and green candles. No, like, oh, boy. It's like, we'll do the Christmas colors and then we'll do the Hanukkah candles. And then right. they started on Boxing Day. For those who don't know what Boxing Day is, it is a day in England where the elites pay their maids. And the maids, the maids get a day off too, because obviously they have to work on. No, Christmas. no, they they still they 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 still work, but oh. um, <laughs> they my mistake. They, they they get a nice envelope of. Uh, British pound sterling, which is um, anywhere from that's good. That's a good solid currency. It's a good strong currency. Yeah, if it was still around, but is that still around? The pound is still around. I think you might be thinking of okay, shilling. Good. No, okay, good. The pound is. They're not on the euros. Oh, no, in, in, yeah, because the Brexit. Well, even pre-Brexit, they were still on the pound. But, yeah, now they're definitely not going on the euro. I mean, I know you typically idolize the, the lira as the as the number one currency. Yours, it was a sad day when that, when that left. You, I remember sure. you, were, you were crying your eyes out from what I remember. Um, I'm more so of a loony a- slash toony kind of guy. Oh, Canada. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> so Kwanzaa was created by a fella, uh, a doctor. Um, I how recently confirm. was this derivative holiday created? Uh, it looks like in the night in the sixties. Honestly, so, though, I don't want to talk too much trash on it. Be, be, especially in I, I mean, we're not talking trash on it. I just want to kind of like do a deep dive on find out. Yeah, what sure, about. sure. It's some guy, Maulana Karenga, and mm-hmm. um, it was first celebrated in 1966. I just don't think it's even, I don't think it's like a thing. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't know anyone who's, I've never heard of anyone being like Kwanzaa, being like, oh, well, I'm doing a Kwanzaa um, thing this weekend. I'll and tell I you know, this, I went to a very inclusive middle, middle school. And you, despite the fact inclusive. that they're, you know, if you ask me, if that middle school was a little bit too inclusive, sure. Um, they would let, despite would, the fact I, that there yo, wasn't, didn't you, any, yo, yo, didn't you, yo, didn't you go to class with inanimate objects? Like, didn't you have like a bunch a of like pots? Didn't you have like <laughs> pots and pans <laughs> next to you? Yeah. And when I would and see like a, them, I go, you, Ma, you know, I go, I go, my man, pots and pans. <laughs> I heard, I heard that you went to school, and like you, you like your like one of your best friends was a lamp. Second best friend, you get it right. Yeah, okay, um, okay. But anyway, we sung a song around holiday time where we would literally because we didn't have a Kwanzaa song, we would do the the Christmas song, the Jewish song, and then they just made one up where they would go Kwanzaa, 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 Kwanzaa. So that gives you an idea of um, how much, you know, how, how how much accoutrement this holiday has around it.
which is to say that, to my knowledge, not very much. The first Kwanzaa stamp was designed by Cynthia St. James in Kwanzaa stamp? So yeah. Stamp. I mean, I don't hate that. I like stamps. And December in December 2019, President Trump sent season's greetings to those observing Kwanzaa in both the United hmm. States and around the world. Good and, pe- and people try to say he is right. If you support him, you're a racist. I, I mean, that I just proves tr- that proves other. Tremble to think how often Brock sent out Kwanzaa greetings. I, I'm just going to read this paragraph. Some German guy um, or American sociologist, Stejapan Mistrovic, a soci- sociology professor at Texas A&M University sees Kwanzaa as an example of postmodernism. According to him, postmodernists in modern society may view, quote-unquote, real traditions as racist, sexist, or otherwise oppressive, but since living in a world where nothing is true is too terrifying to most people, quote-unquote, nice and synthetic traditions like Kwanzaa have been created to cope with the nihilistic, individualistic modern society. Oh boy, he said a mouthful. I thought that was, I didn't really get it. I so, mean, anyway, about 6 million people in the United States celebrate Kwanzaa. So, shout out to those 6 million. So, six Rhode Island celebrate it. Each and every one of those 6 million happy Kwanzaa. God bless them, everyone. Every Christmas Carol quote. Light, light those candles, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> All right, well, I have a grift, but I'll save it for when you have a twin grift. Because um, I think we've probably gone long enough. Yeah, I don't, I think I'm out. Other than the Zika virus, I, I did want, we'll, we'll talk about the Zika virus next time. But yeah, we'll do a, like, we'll do a Zika centric episode. And how Michael Phelps squashed it. Exactly. We'll do a Michael Phelps versus Zika episode next. That sounds good. The preeminent virus. All right. Well, to all our listeners, happy holidays. We'll check in with you soon. It's good to be back. Um, I think the hotline is down, but we'll try to get that back up and running. I think we have an email. If you want to send us some emails, who died and made me king at uh, gmail.com. I think we have oh. that. All right. Great. So, yeah, if you have any anything you want us to address, anything at all. Um, as long as it's not like horribly bigoted, we'll probably address it. So and then we'll definitely address it. Right. All right, everyone. Well, Merry Christmas. And I hope you had Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I hope you had oh, some fun this year. That was my last. Let's do a quick rundown. Top three favorite Christmas songs. That's my, you can't take that one. Cause that's mine. I'll let you go first though. All right, do I have to do all three, or are we going to go one and one? One and one. Wrap All up. right. It's got to be quick. Um, I am going to start with um, Santa Claus is coming in now with the jazzy version. Like, Santa Claus is coming to town. That one. Okay. I'm going Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Yep. Because women are important. Yeah. And as we've said, I think in a and previous cast, they're a post-pop punk <laughs> sensation. 
Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope you had this fun this year. And then like, and also like they're like Christmas by myself this year, which like that's I don't right. Really get, but it's like it's dope, and it's a heck of a heck of a song. It's a hell of a song. All right. All right. Number two. Um, I'm gonna go with um the John. What's the um? So this is Christmas by Lennon and Yoko. I, I thought that. Oh, uh, I don't know that one. You you know it if you heard it. All right, I'm going number two. My way, Frank Sinatra. You're up. A Christmas song. Oh, it, it's kind of an everything song. It's kind of the best song ever. Yeah, it's a great fucking song. Um, and to wrap it up, I'm going to just go Ode to Joy. <laughs> and I'm going to go Ode <laughs> to Joy. It's not a Christmas All right, I'm going to go Hawk. <laughs> All right, and, and I'm, I'm going to go hot cross buns. <laughs> Great. I mean, who doesn't love a warm hot cross bun on Christmas morning? I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, this All is right, the, the big up. deal checking out. That pretty much covers it. All right. Check you later. Later.